This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large-scale dream, a half-high-elf bladesinger wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandominium. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.15, the Unknown Associates departed from the Gnomish village of Haven, continuing their trek through the Underdark to Delve Deep. Haven's rear entrance was not unguarded, however, and the party ran into a trap. Runic tiles in the floor, the key to which was spelled in a Gnomish script, lest they be burned by flaming pressure plates. Solving that puzzle was not the only obstacle, and as the tunnels brought them deeper, glinting ores appeared. And while many were stumped by the fool's gold, Alaris continued on, encountering a dwarven lady who claimed the vein of lies for herself. Grimton, Briston, and Herrick all recognized this woman as Artolan Blacktip, an ex-member of the Red Capes who was cast out by Herrick for accusing his brother of treachery to the cause. She attacked, warped by her solitude in the Underdark, but the party merely knocked her out, leaving her alone in hopes that she may someday regain her dignity and honor. And that's where we'll pick up. Here, just below the Chamber of False Wealth, the tunnel walls seem to weep blood, pools, and shallow puddles under your feet. Are, first, are we still angry? Uh, always. After all this time. Thanks, JK Rowling. Uh, give me some nature rolls. I rolled 12. That's a nature check. I was a 5. 15. Uh, Alaris and Orlinde, you glance at the site and see footprints in the mud where creatures have taken drink from this source. Uh, You also smell iron. Grimton, give me a religion check. 13. This is what would be called God's blood. Still wet remains from the king that crawls. Uh, You also know of lore where it could restore vitality at the cost of stamina. Hmm think kind of in the way that like drinking unicorn blood gives you immortality but but you'll have a half-life uh so it's jk rowling briston's eyes go wide and he runs forward he says wait i know this place this is the god's rock where black tip and herrick fought look that white pillar is the same bone that we saw while leaving letris uh this god's rock is a tall chalky column that pierces through the ceiling of the cavern uh, Herrick warns, don't get much closer. No one, not even a god, can enter the Shadow Dark without in some way dying or taking an aspect of death. Even the king that crawls could not escape this truth. Wow. I. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Let's not touch that. Yeah, so let's definitely not do that. <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah, it smells like iron. Yeah, well, that smell is weird. Well, that's now. the god's blood, not the god's rock. Sounds like blood. The king that crawls was first injured, and he made his way 
through the Underdark. The places where this once natural place met his bone, his peeking through his flesh, these columns erupted as a sign that he had been here, as a wound to the earth itself from the king that crawls. And through this power, they've manifested a closer connection to the Shadow Dark. That's what Briston was talking about. You notice your breath condense in front of you and a chill run down your spine. The Shadow Dark always invokes a sense of foreboding, but touching a god's rock will drive you mad with paranoia and mistrust. I'm glad none of us are playing the kind of like chaotic character that would be like, oh, you mean this rock and just like touch it. You say as you touch the rock. <laughs> a god's rock, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh my god. The presence of the god's rock itself is a harbinger of like the under, the shadow dark, right? Like, right. So, like, you can still enter that space even it without just touching spikes. it. Yeah. yeah it, it spikes the uh, paranoia and mistrust to, uh, like, an 11. Yeah. You now have to deal with it degrees rather than, um, like, just mental letting it sit degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tunnel leading from Haven dives down into a zigzagging sideways slash of wide corridors. You hear Al swear something under his breath. He says, Damn, these rocks are sharp. And indeed, the uh, shattered edges are raw, as if Torog had cut these only yesterday. Briston speaks. Alright, we came from that direction and continued to follow the king's highway to Lethris. That means that we're not now far from the mines of Delve Deep. They're close. We just have to keep our wits about us as we travel through the Shadow Dark. You said you'd been here before. I. Would you happen to remember all these God's Rocks here? If we're close to the King that crawls, we should not say that would be... No, yeah, they, they were here. Okay. They seem fresh. No, like no, no, Like recently? No. They, they seem fresh, but that is merely a memory of its freshness preserved by the cold. I see. As far as I know, the King that crawls was not here recently. Either way, let's not just like hang out here. Like, let's let's get a move on. Yeah. Some places in this unending night sap not only light and warmth, but existence as well. And as you march through this hungry void, you're surrounded by a deafening darkness. Each step feels like your soul is falling outside your body and the experience is unnerving and sends a terrible chill through you. You hear voices in your head, voices probing your worst fear, your self-doubts and your failures. Uh, What do these voices say? For Ulrich, they are bringing up very like visceral memories of the the battle for the protected remnant but they also bring up uh what what was his name um when we fought the haints the haints oh um Um, uric um and uric and and any really any like fight we've had where we like people have died and uric failed to to protect them but then also like 
digging at them for like needing to kill. Um, mm-hmm. So that like really both sides like not a rational argument by any stretch. Just just like you should have killed more, but uh, you hate yourself for killing what you have. Yeah, yeah. Alaris thinks just about the people that he's had to leave behind, hoping that they don't forget him and he doesn't forget them. Malin, his mom, different people, and just, like, <laughs> the dangers of going forward and the dangers that he's faced in the past and what more can happen. These whispers are definitely telling you that Malin has already forgotten you for her other boyfriends and that your mom has died and you weren't there for her funeral. That's really sad. Marlena is just hearing voices um, that she recognizes as like various um, people from the protected remnant that just say like, you left us, deserter, absconder, why aren't you here? And she just is feeling very isolated in that like, wait, why did I leave? Why am I here right now? This place is literally horrible and I have people depending on me back home. This is all for naught. This mission, a glorified suicide, and when Grey Sunder captures us and he sees me, he'll kill the remaining members of my family, and the name Steady Hand will mean nothing. It'll be erased from the books, and no generations going forth will know that there was once hope. can't go around it. We have to go through it. The water is icy, but it's the only way ahead. And you look up and stretching into this cave is a frigid lake, colder than even the chilled air of the shadow dark, indicated by the dense fog hovering over the water. I'd remember the rock slabs below being slick, but it wasn't much trouble only wading across. I only wish the water was more frozen so we could just walk across the ice, but... That'd be too easy too easy. Uh, you step into the frigid lake and instantly experience the sharp pain of the cold. Uh, give me con saving throws, please. No, I have terrible constitution. Seven. Nineteen. Twenty-one. Fifteen. Ulrich, you're going to take four cold damage. And now, uh, if you could make a wisdom saving throw for me. Me or everybody? You. Five. There is a mental block right now keeping you from continuing forward, though you know you must. So I'm like in the water and I'm still I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'd like to imagine Alright kind of like breathing a little bit more heavily as a means of like keeping themselves warm uh, and like uh, maybe a sort of like anxious like knowing that they need to push forward, but essentially failing at an executive function and just being kind of like stuck in place and like being anxious as a result of that coupled with the like general sense of everything that that we're feeling foreboding and as you're exhaling uh, so swiftly your warm breath freezes in the air and forms tinkling crystals that hover distinctly in the fog the curling breath halts Mid-air, you see it clinging to the beards of the dwarves. Uh, The glinting frost collects on your heads and hair and shoulders. 
Everybody give me a survival roll. There we go. 21. That one. Nine. Nine. <laughs> so, so Zach is just dead. Uh... You cannot survive until you die. <laughs> Ulrich, and I, th- I think this is what gives you the motivation to c- continue pressing forward. You recognize that your condensed breath uh, does not move in the air, and so you see it trail all the way back to the bank of the aquifer where you are, uh, and you recognize the danger and potential trackability that there are things in this cave that you don't know and they're going to know that you were here so you better not be here after momentarily pausing i overcome said executive function issues and push forward this is a very wide underground lake you are um fighting back the frigid waters everybody give me another con saving throw Ooh, nat 20. Eight. Bam, Ooh, nat 20. Bam, balam. Only 10 that time. 14. Grimton and Morlinde, the cold is starting to, like, sink into your bones, and you're going to take three cold damage. Al stomps and whimpers. And says, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I hate the cold and I hate the water, and mixing the two is absolute misery. I don't even order water with ice at a, at a restaurant. I, I tell the waiter to leave it out well Al, we gotta push forward we're in it now the fastest way to get out is just keep going or we could just go back i'm i'm liable to just go back and morlinde starts turning around we can't don't go back no morlinde there are things in here that could track us by that we our safest option is to keep moving but it's so cold we'll make it you'd rather be cold than dead uh at this point i'm not sure Listen, you you don't you, you need more Linda. You don't need me. I've been of no use to you so far, and I'm sick of you pretending that I have been. All real. That's objectively not true. I need and want you to continue being with us, and I am certainly, even if you're trying to not, am not gonna let you just go wandering around through the Undertark by yourself. You don't want to do that either. You're smarter than that. I am a I am a hazard to you as well as a hazard to myself. Just admit it. I can handle the truth. Stop lying to me. Give me uh perception checks. 19 uh, 15 unnatural 20 11. Grimton, Ulrich and Rolinde you watch as the hot breath uh, condenses around Allril's mouth as he shivers and shouts, and it billows into the cave, and you see something strange. A woman with a treacherous smile hovering over Al as the fog billows and condenses in the air. She shares his same scarred face. You're able to make out a pair of horns curling up from her forehead and a huge mass of hair that spills over Uh, all of you. She holds two clawed hands out with her palms down and kind of a puppeteer's position. Nah, fam. I don't like this. Is there any sense that she's, like, corporeal? Like... Corporeal in that there's something there that the billowing fog is condensing against that's giving it form i'm gonna shoot an arrow at her (laughs) yeah you draw your bow and at that al steps forward unknowing of what you're doing 
and says, I've had enough of this shit. If you're going to do this to me, I'm going to take a first swing. Uh, and he's going to swing at your face. Everybody roll initiative. You use an ambuscade? Yes. And you can just go ahead and couple this in with your uh, first, first turn, because you're first in an initiative. Right. Uh, I am going to try what I tried a while back and did not succeed at. I'm going to use True Strike as my ambuscade turn. And it says on my next turn, I gain advantage on my first attack roll against the target. The target being the cloud, right? Yes. Uh, which I'm also going to Hunter's Mark. Now I am going to shoot with advantage. Are you also going to use one of your fun dragon tooth arrows? Uh, no, because I'm not sure how successful this attack will be. 19 hit. No. All real, it's it's her. It's It's the creature that's been harassing you, that's been haunting you. And I point at... You see her silently cackling at that. Al is not paying any attention to the stuff that's going on above him in the clouds and is only focused on you, Ulrich, and is going to try to punch you in the face. Uh, That's a 16 plus 1, 17. That'll hit. Yeah! For an unarmed strike, it's going to do 4 damage. As your best friend hits you... Like, he's taller than me, so his punch is definitely, like, this, like, downward. So, we've got a floaty ghost thing above us, and we've got all real punching Ulrich. Mm-hmm. And we know that the floaty thing is potentially the ghost that's been haunting Almost him. certainly, yeah. Almost certainly. I'm gonna go after all real with Flame Tongue in a strike-to-stun style. I don't know if you could strike to stun with flame tongue. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Can you turn the flames off on no, flame No, I'm not going to have the flames on. It's just a sword. <laughs> okay. Give him a good thwap. Yeah. Broadside with the blade. I mean, yeah. A uh, 15 to hit. Uh, a 15 will hit. Six damage. Uh, you hit with the broadside of your sword. Morlinde, it will be your turn. I'm going to start with uh, trying to just shoot some fireballs at it to see if it does anything. And I'm not going to do shit because I rolled a one. It's okay. You successfully launched these fireballs. And, and they just, and, like, indeed go... Indeed, they would have struck through. Everywhere else. Actually, I think the fireballs go through the fog and not quite vaporize it, but bring them out of the uh, their condensed state and make it rain. And now it's more humid. You're welcome, everyone. Grimton, it's your turn. The room is slightly more humid. Yeah, so I see Ario, like, striking down an Ulrich and... I see the, like, devil woman puppeteer thing, uh-huh. but I can't physically get to it with a sword. Yeah. I'm going to, like, take my shield out and try to, like, impose myself between Ulrich and Allreal, separating Allreal from Ulrich so that he can't uh, physically harm him. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to need to do some sort of other check because right now you're just trying to get in between I can do like a people. shove I guess that'd be yeah sure give me a shove Res- results for shove um, on the roll 20 D&D 5th epi- edition compendium uh, results for shove include shovel and that's it is there like a push, push. yeah results for push none um, let's just try movement try scooch uh. scooch <laughs> Climbing, swimming, jumping, crawling. 
to be a 15. That attack is going to hit. Uh, you push him for no damage, but you are going to move, try to move him um, like the equivalent of five foot push. Uh, and on that, I think Al's going to make a dex saving throw for being like force pushed on this slippery rock surface. Yeah. And rolled a three. So Al slips and his head crashes under the water, uh. but you don't see him immediately try to right himself. You do see bubbles escaping the surface and what must be like punches trying to break the seal of the water with no success uh, as if there was something magical keeping him down give me perception checks god jesus 14 7 uh 15 was it perception perception 13 the three of you sand grimton for a moment you see all face in the water it is an absolute terror suddenly it's no longer uh, the rage at Ulrich, but the fear of what is happening. Well, we got to get him out of there. And from above echoes the voice of an old woman. I suppose Aunt Dreamer will have to avenge Miss Lorraine herself. And out of the fog uh, materializes Ulrich's night terrors as, again, she has Al's mangled, broken face and ice clings to her blue skin and huge, long black hair. Uh, ebony horns curl up from her forehead. Um, any guesses on what this creature is? No idea what all it's under. A demon, maybe? Ice hag. Is this the hag, like, reincarnate? It's a night hag. Night hag. Oh. Great. Wait, so, like, friends with the other hag? They were in a coven, yeah. Oh no! Uh, oh no! Oh yes! What? Oh, this thing's ugly. Are you looking I at can. pictures of yourself again? <laughs> hey, friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.16. Uh, I'm incredibly excited for you to hear the rest of this episode. I'm thrilled with the way that the story turned out, and I know that the cast is too. See, what I think is particularly cool about the All Rills Nightmares situation was that they were the result of unplanned, improvised drama during episode 1.37, The Hag's Garden. See, when I wrote the outline for that recording session uh, in early of spring 2018, I had no plans for the green hag to tear her nasty claws through All Rills' face and leave him with scars. That was like a last minute idea. And then, looking back when I was going through the monster manual, only then did I begin to think about them being in a coven, and then imagining a night hag driving Al into brooding despair and then projecting it on Ulrich, because it was Ulrich who earned the killing blow in that first fight, and the corruption of Al was the perfect way for the coven to get its revenge. And then here, in the Shadow Dark, where the party is now, it added fuel to that flame. Psychologically, here someone's trespasses are seen as a personal attack with fury subtly building up until its release. I had a lot of fun trying to visually create Ant Dreamer as a minifigure uh, on the online program Hero Forge. I'll post a picture of her into the Darkmoor Podcast Network Discord server. That's a great place to be if you're not there now. They see all sorts of news before anybody else, and in between the news, we just talk about story-related stuff, or video games, or whatever. It's fun, and the show is a lot better with friends, and the Discord is the place to find them. Our Patreon members get special access on stuff there too. 
While writing, I frequently text specific world-building questions to cast members, uh, like stuff that's particularly relevant to upcoming recordings. For example, uh, I asked Jesse to name the miners' union in her dearth, and then to tell me about the official who's in charge of the chapter in Delve Deep. The patrons get to see stuff like that, and those patron members really make this show possible, and we want to reward as much as they deserve. We could not afford to produce this show without them. Uh, we also want to take a moment to thank Daniel Grayling for his graphic artwork. Uh, we haven't done that in a while. He created our logo and the stunning maps that are on the website, uh, advantagednd.com. Our overture, which is playing behind me now, was composed by Blake Bost. Uh, other music new to this season was done by Orman Audio, that's a Steven. Recently, I got a question on Twitter asking if we would ever release an EP of all the music that's been in the show so far, and I think that's a great idea. Big thank you to everyone else who's left a review on the podcasting apps, uh, especially to Brett Deaton, who left our latest rating on iTunes. That helps our show grow tremendously. So, as a warning now, there will be two items at the end of the show today. First, we'll be announcing the final winner of our summer giveaway series. That grand prize includes a beautiful metal dice set from our sponsor, Dark Silver Forge, along with uh, $50 of merch to our online storefront at TeePublic. Our second order of business is in regards to Steven's band, Any Given Room, and their newest EP. Alright, that's enough for the mid-roll. Let's get back to the show. Thank you. It's going to be Herrick's turn, who's going to try to strike at Ant Dreamer. Going to roll a 17, and is going to deal for... Eight damage? You guys hear that thunder? Yeah. Yes, I do. It's getting real. Briston is going to follow, is going to hit, and roll ten damage. As everybody now seeing uh, an obvious target that they uh, want to kill and is causing this madness, uh, everybody is just clamoring on top of them. I am going to hex her also. I am going to tempt Eldritch Blast. Was all real still drowning? Okay. All Rilla is still drowning. I'm going to get there. Hold on. 22 hit. Uh, 22 does hit. It's actually yes. going to shoot two beams. I, like, draw my bow without an arrow. Light beam arrows are going to form in my bow. And then when I release, they just, like, for 17 damage. Um, and then I'm going to dive under the water toward uh, All Real. It's going to be Al's turn. Al is going to make a con saving throw. He rolled a two. And now it's going to take a D4 Psychic damage, uh, which is a three, and a D4 Drowning damage, combination of five. Alaris, your turn. Obviously, I can't cast two spells in one. I'm just going to cast Toll the Dead on the hag. <laughs> is Toll the Dead out, Will? It's a cantrip. Oh, dang. Nice. I was like, yeah, how many of those do you have prepared? Jeez. It only does a lot of damage whenever the person's already injured. And she is. Yep. So make that wisdom saving throw, Joe. Uh, nine total. That's gonna be 14 damage. Um, more than Wow! Yeah, that's that a lot. thunder. I wonder what your radar looks like right now. Ah, uh, it probably went. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably some color over it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morelinde is gonna immediately try to reach into the water and pull All Real out of it. Um, I'm sorry, what was that name? Try to pull All Real out of the water. Yeah, you dive your hand in and I'm- I'm grabbing him by like the wrists. He is- thrashing and like punching up at the water but the water is not breaking for him you can grab him but you cannot pull him out of the water 
it That's just clings crazy. to him like a shroud. Uh, okay. Grimton. Alright. Getting ahead with the oh, radiance. Oh, the thunder. Some good foley. Very ominous. Yes. Good job, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> 27 to hit? Yeah. That was a 19, so. You have a plus 8? Yeah. That's absurd. I love it. 14 damage. Ant Dreamer, upon your striking, is going to cast a ranged attack spell. So you will get an opportunity attack. Uh, and it's going to be Ray of Enfeeblement. A black beam of enervating energy springs from uh, her finger toward you, Grimton. Ranged spell attack, which will be 13 plus 5. 18? Nope. Going to be absorbed by your armor, we'll say. And you also get a, an opportunity attack on her, right? Um, ooh. Herrick got a nat 20 on that, too. Briston missed. 21. 10 damage. Herrick and Briston are both going to, like, pound into her. Like, she is swarmed on all sides by martial dwarves right now. Herrick is going to miss this second attack, but Briston will follow up successfully. Alric, you are suddenly struggling. You said you're going down there to rescue Alril. The water is shallow. Like, your body can't help, but try to come up because of how shallow it is and there's definitely a whole new level of surface tension that you have never experienced before so is is the same like thing that's holding him down holding me down now yes okay that's interesting uh make a con saving throw 14 six damage total can i focus like my whole turn on trying to help him break this surface tension absolutely and give him advantage on this roll sure Cool. Uh, you rolled a seven and a nine. Jeez. I see Morlinde trying to pull all real out and everyone trying to struggle to break the surface tension and mm-hmm. that they can't. And I'm going to try to use Dispel Magic on the water. Oh. Dispel Magic says I choose a creature object or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower ends immediately. If it's fourth or higher, then I have to make an ability check. And the DC is 10 plus the spell's level. Uh, make an ability check. DC 15. Ooh. A 21. Yeah. Wow. I just look over at the water, and then I whip out the wand. I point at it. Be gone! They burst out of the water, gasping for air. Um, well, now that Alariel can breathe, because she is cold and all she can think about is that she is cold, she's going to try and throw some ice knives at the hag. But she's probably not going to because it's six plus stuff. So my ice knives, yeah, they again, just like the fire earlier, they just kind of like pfft, randomly into the air. They don't really hit anybody because it didn't roll that low. Like a poorly compacted snowball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to hit her again. I'm surprised. I could have failed. I am surprised. Uh, it's going to be her turn and she's going to like shrug off your failed blows and uh, actually attack Ulrich? who just came out of the water um, using magic missile. That's nine force damage. Uh, all simultaneously. Jesus. Three darts of magical force damage hit you. Bam. Yeah, I'm pretty low, guys. Here, rolled a four. And uh, Briston rolled a seven. I am going to use my point of inspiration for this one to give myself advantage on this roll. 
Um, she is marked and hexed, and I am going to attempt ensnaring strike on her. Whew, the first one was 19. Go ahead and give me that second roll and see if you get a 20. I think 19 counts as a crit for me because of Hexblade's curse. Attack roll you make against curse target is a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20 on the d20, so it's a crit. Nice. Dope! Okay, so 8, 10, 13, 18. 18 damage, my arrow hitting. And then she has to succeed at a strength saving throw or be restrained. 16 strength? So she's not restrained, but I'm not done either. Strike it up, striker. Spirit Bear's coming out. She, like, chased my arrow. First one is eight. Let's assume that one misses. <laughs> and the second one, however, is 24. Uh, seven, 11 damage. I definitely, like, r- like Rambo style came out of the, the water, like, <laughs> ready to wreak some havoc. And I took some damage, too, so I'm, like, angry. Yeah, so when I shot the arrow, it flew true, did a crap ton of damage, and the spirit bear ran along the path of the arrow, missed with its bite, but, like, slammed into her with a claw hit. And I was going to gasp for breath and then attack you, Ulrich. 14 plus 2? 16? Dang it, that'll hit. And his, uh, he's going to clock you in the face, okay. um, as he did in the beginning, for 6 damage. Jeez, maybe we should have left him underwater. I am hella almost down, guys. Um, Alaris, your turn. I'm going to use Flame Tongue, and I'm going to say Abla. And instead of the normal red fire that envelops it, it is now a blue flame. And then I'm going to use Booming Blade. Is that a blue flame because of the dragon stuff? Yeah. Nice. It's just extra hot. So that's going to be an 18. Yep. Uh, 14. And the hag is enveloped in a sound tornado. Cacophonous. I love it. Uh, Marlinda is going to try and restrain Aureal just by holding him. uh, I don't know what I'm rolling for, but I rolled. Strength, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be a 15 plus... Oh, (laughs) minus. So, it's 14. (laughs) Aurel tries to fight back and rolled a 19 uh, plus strength against you. Oh, I hate when this happens. (laughs) This scenario? You hate when this this scenario happens? (laughs) No, just all my rolls. Um... Grimton, it's your go. 20 to hit. That does. 12... 12 damage. The hag is going to continue to try to kill Ulrich because this is her motivation. Yeah, Yeah, and it's magic missiles. Like, I'm down. Did you only have, like, one HP? I had two. Your head goes underwater, and that's got to be a situation that needs to be taken care of ASAP. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Oh, man. (laughs) That was quite a sigh. Uh, Herrick's turn turn is going to roll an 18. That will hit. Eight damage. Briston is going to follow up. That one's going to miss. Alright, give me a death saving throw on on disadvantage. Yeah, eight. Yep, there's one. The spirit bear still gets to do stuff. Even when you're incapacitated? Mm-hmm. Even if you are unconscious or otherwise unable to act. I checked. She's gonna attack the hag. <laughs> First attack misses. 
The second attack also misses. I think... Jeez. Well, hold on. If I use Guardian Shroud, the thing that lets my Guardian heal, will that, and I use it on myself, will I stabilize? As a bonus action, you invoke your spirit companion and choose yourself or an ally. Chosen creature gains temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus your wisdom okay. mod. Mother Bear is the mind in control of giving you those hit points. Anyway, so she runs over. I get it's. A, I officially get 2d6 plus wisdom mod, but if I'm down... Will that bring me back up, or...? But it does say that temporary hit points don't restore you to consciousness or stabilize you. Oh, okay. Um, they can they can help you um, not take more damage. Yeah, so I'm, under, I'm underwater and have failed at one death saving throw. Al's gonna focus on his nightmares and turn his fury to the hag, to Ant Dreamer. And is going to fail one attack and fail the second attack with his kukris. Jeez. I think one of the best course of action is to try to get this hag down. So I'm going to booming blade it again. 18 there, Joe. 12 damage. Alric is still down, right? Mm-hmm. And underwater. Yes. He's unconscious and under the water. Plus uh, spellcasting mod. Um, do I need a roll or can I just do it? Uh, you just do it. You Roll a d4. That's 3 plus my spellcasting mod, which is... So now I just like suddenly gasp and sit up out of the water. Getting tired of this hag. <laughs> 21. Yep. Hey. 18 damage. Tell me how you kill her. So it's taller than me, yeah? Oh, yeah. I take one decisive swipe at, like, her kneecaps. Though she, like, starts to fall over. And as she's doing it, I choose to impel the radiant sword up through her jaw. Ooh. She crumples. Herrick and Briston lower their weapons. Auric, you're alive. It's your turn. Uh, she's dead. So all real. Can I grapple all real? Sure. So I'm gonna attempt to uh grapple all real, and then I'll tell you how I flavor it, depending on how that goes. Oh no. Okay. That's going to be seven. Uh, <laughs> Aurel did roll a six, but is contesting it with strength, and so it has a, uh, a plus two. Okay, so I was going to attempt to like jump up onto him, but he's not only significantly taller than me, um, but I am standing in water that is a lot deeper for me than it is for him. So what this results in is really just kind of like, a hug like I just like grab around his waist essentially which I was gonna hug him anyway but it was just gonna be a little higher uh, so this doesn't actually restrict any of his motion but I want to say all real she's gone you won and like in that level not loud I'm not yelling it just all real she's gone you won give as me a, a persuasion check yeah as a persuasion check uh, that's not good. Uh, that's gonna be four. The psychic energies of the Shadow Dark are also compounding this. Al's gonna keep trying to attack you, Auric. And now, like, having his Kukris out is going to make one that will miss, and one that will hit if a 16? Hit 16 hits. 
That's going to do six damage to you. Where does this blade cut you? Across the face, let's say. Um, so it starts sort of straight and even across my left cheek, but then once it hits my nose, curves down and kind of traces like my uh, like outside of my lip and then down toward my chin. So it's like a curve starting in the left side of my cheek, my high cheekbone, uh, cutting through my nose and then going down to the bottom right of my chin. I'm gonna use um, Tasha's Hideous Laughter on All Real. Do I have to do a save so on that? You do, you need to do a wisdom save. Oh, that was a nat 20. This spell's not working today. You mutter to <laughs> yourself. I'm gonna try to persuade him to calm down. All real. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> this is your best friend in front of you. you. There's nothing to fight about anymore. Let's just get through this. Nope. Yeah. What'd you roll? A five. We've tried restraining him, it hasn't worked. We tried convincing him, it hasn't worked. Nope, nothing's gonna happen. So Merlindy was gonna try and like thorn whip and like flap in, in the back of the head, just a good a good thunk. But that's not what happened. Instead, like the, the you know the thorn thing came out of the ground and just kind of waved about a little bit and then went back down. Come here, all real. I'll try to grapple him. Fight's over. Fifteen. Uh, that was a sixteen strength check. <laughs> <laughs> you try to grab him, and then he like elbows you in the face as you come up behind. All real. Next one's gonna be a sword strike. Uh, Herrick and Briston are both gonna take their turns and like get on all sides, like he's literally uh, in the middle of Grimton, Briston, Herrick, and All Rick right now. They're not gonna attack. They're also trying to deliver patients. Um, all Rick. I'm gonna use cure wounds on myself, and so I get a D8. I'm up to. 10 HP. Um, so I definitely like, you see it, my hand kind of glows and I like put it on my face, but it doesn't do, it just stops the like blood coming out, but like sure. it's it's minimally scabbed over. It's not, it's not really doing anything. Uh, and then with no more aggression or anything else, I just say, I'll reel it's over. You can sleep now, she's gone. And I'm just like still holding on. So I'm gonna roll persuasion again. Yep. This isn't a grapple though. No grapple, just persuasion. Sure. Four, twelve. Gonna roll against it. Nah, his he's. It's okay. It's okay. Gonna, Let's keep this going. He pushes you off. He can hit me. Let him hit me. So with one arm, he pushes you away, and then with the next kukri strike, is going to come from below and try to hit your belly. Uh, rolling a three, glanced off by uh, your leathers. I'm gonna try Tasha's hideous laughter one more time. That was a uh, a 15 plus whiz. Yeah. Um, 16. All right, that's gonna be good enough. Um, it's just a lot of frustration because he knows that if he could get this to work, it would just be done. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would just fall into a fit of laughter, and we could restrain him easily. Yeah. But it's just not working. Because he's being so stubborn, and it's probably about to become more of a physical altercation. Alright, speaking of physical altercations, he's going to try and just hit him again. 
does a 16 hit? A 16 will hit. So she's going to summon her thorn whip. It's going to come up behind him and just thwap him in the back of the head enough to knock him out. Do I need a particular um, amount of attack to do that, or can I just do it? Uh, roll damage. Uh, it hurts him five. That's not That's enough. That's probably not enough to knock him out. Let this keep going, Joe. Wait, no. oh, I need to add shit. Wait, 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 I need to add shit. Hold on, okay, go ahead and add shit. So that's, uh, nine. Well, the good news is he only had four hit points left. Oh, sorry. Can I, can, yes. um, it, it comes out and it, like, thwaps him. Some thunder here, too. It comes out and it thwaps him, but instead of him, like, falling backwards, he, like, slumps down onto me, so now I'm just, like, supporting his weight, but still, like, yeah, holding him. Yeah. And... Just one last time, I'm gonna say, you can sleep now, Aureo. She's gone. Sorry, I had to end it that way, guys. I'm gonna need some help getting him across. Of course, I mean, he didn't of course. Kill him on that day, so it's fine. He's okay. I, I can wasn't feel, gonna do that. I can feel him breathing. Are you okay? I'm okay enough. I'm okay enough. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Over the past week, we've been getting in last-minute entries for the Summer Giveaway Series finale, and now it is time to select the grand prize winner. Over five episodes, winners have been sent hand-drawn crituals designed by the cast, each one personalized with a note on the back written to the recipient. Congrats to those preliminary winners, Cheska Lynn, T.C. Evans, Dylan Reed, Spartacus, and Jonah Novak. As a reminder to everyone, contestants were able to continue submitting entries during that whole giveaway, and all contestants, no matter when they submitted, and no matter if they had won a prelim raffle, were eligible for the final drawing. And with that, we are excited to congratulate Dylan Reed for winning the grand prize. Uh, Dylan will get the Shadow Rogue Rose Gold dice set from our sponsor, Dark Silver Forge, along with $50 in merch from our shop at tpublic.com. That's huge, Dylan, and we're stoked to celebrate with you. Uh, I'll get in touch through Twitter. But all right, we're not done yet. Uh, Steven, you know, our friend Steven, Ulrich, he has a band, and that band has huge news to share with the world. Any Given Room is an indie pop group based out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and they will be dropping an EP called Aggressive Elevator Music on August 10th. It will be available on all major listening platforms and has two music videos that will be featured on YouTube. Any Given Room is for fans of Hippocampus, Paramore, Sales, and a tasty grapefruit breakfast. And with that, I'm going to leave you with their song Elevate, and that's one of the new songs whose music video you can watch on YouTube. All right, that's it. Uh, congrats, Dylan, and congrats, Any Given Room. When I tried to save yours What silly games you seem to play I went out on a limb And then you
help myself.